Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Anthony Armstrong here. I got a new Twitter handle. I went to Straight Rated Armstrong, and this is a solo episode of the Believe in Commanders pod. My co-host, the wonderful Brian Murphy, he is down uh, enjoying a little rest and relaxation, get him a little summer vacation before school gets back together. Um, I got some plan for me as well. I'm going I'm to get a little get a little time away, but I wanted to get on here and make sure that we put something out for you guys, uh, the loyal folks who tune in to Believe in Commanders. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and I've been spending some time on the good old Twitter space. Uh, I've been putting out clips from my Sam Howell breakdown. So head on over to Twitter um, at Rated Armstrong. That's the new Twitter handle. It used to be Mr. Armstrong 13, but now it matches across all social platforms. So, um, yeah, if you, if you find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok as well. And you can find the show on TikTok. We're, we're on all those locations. Um, but we got to go quickly talk about our wonderful sponsor, the good people over there at Bet Online. And it's their number one source for all your basketball, even though that's over. Now you got baseball that's going on. You just had the All Star game. Uh, it's for your, your number one source for all your info, stats, news, and scores. You're going to get your latest odds and lines and the latest matchup info and reports. Uh, for the uh, for the MLB, you're going to be able to go to Bet Online. It's your sports intel headquarters this season. They have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from baseball, basketball, NHL, hockey, golf, UFC, and boxing. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone at your house, um, maybe at a red light, maybe at a park. You could go uh, enjoy the sun and be able to place a bet on your favorite team. So make sure you get on the action today. Head over to Bet Online. That's their website, betonline.ag. Use our code. If it's your first time, you're going to use our code BLEAV. You're going to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you put in 100, they're going to give you another 50 on top of that. Bet Online, that's where the game starts. And Bet Online is one of my favorite places to go hang out and just see, you know, kind of take my pulse, if you will, take the pulse of. Uh, of what of what the betting world is thinking about the commanders, Washington commanders, as we lead, uh, get ready for training camp. That is the upcoming story. That's the upcoming story. Training camp starts uh, the 21st. You're going to have July 21st. That's here in a couple of days, 10 days away. This is uh, 7-11, so go get your Slurpees today. July 21st, the rookies are going to report to training camp. They're going to get their first taste of NFL training camp action, uh, get out there, get active, get acclimated early uh, because the rest of the team, they were going to report on the 26th. The first practice is on the 27th. It's an exciting time. Um, it's nerves are going off. Players are getting their final preparation. I, I saw that Sam Howell and uh, Brian Robinson, Jacoby Brissett, those guys are down there in Fort Lauderdale getting together and you know, putting, getting in some work. And I can tell you that is extremely important to the transition of coming out of your OTAs, coming out of mini camps. What are you going to do leading into the season and leading into training camp? Uh, one of the biggest things for me 
just overall as a team. Uh, what I'm going to be paying attention to, and, and I, I'll preface this, I should say this, I'm going to be up there on the 28th. That's the second day of practice, that first Saturday. It's Legends Day, um, and that's what they call the former players. So um, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be in the DMV area. I'm going to go to the uh, training camp. It's going to be good to be at training camp and not have to wear shoulder pads and a helmet. I don't got to hit nobody. I don't got to get hit. Uh, I get to sit back and enjoy uh, from from the field and, and just – you know, I'm going to hopefully get over there and interact with some fans, say what's up to you. So if you see me, if you see me, if you're listening to this, let me know on Twitter, Rated Armstrong. Let me know if you're going to be out there at that training camp. Uh, maybe we can link up, get a picture. You know, I got a uh, one super loyal fan. He's always uh, talking about how we I met. We met at Benihana's. We met at Benihana's over Hibachi. And he's always like, man, come back up. Let's go to Benihana's again. Like, this might be the chance. But if not, we can at least – uh, chop it up, grab a picture. Um, you know, love to love to catch up and hear from you guys and kind of get the, your your finger on the pulse of how you feel about the team leading into this season. Um, but am I also excited to see a lot of the other guys? A lot of the guys I played ball with, and I'm sure you're going to see Santana Moss there. I'm trying to see who else may show up. Lorenzo Alexander may be there. Um, Kedrick Golston may be there. Who knows who's going to be there? Some 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 uh, even older. Uh, let's say more senior members of the Washington football um, fraternity may be there as well. I, I bet you get a little Eddie Mason in the building. I bet you're going to get some uh, Ken Harvey, Doc Walker, probably going to be in the building. Some of the hogs may be there. Mark Mosley uh, may be there as well. So it'll be good to catch up with those guys and see them and just chop it up and, and just see how things are going for them and get their taste on uh, their taste, their opinion, their feel on what's going on with the team. Now, I just I slid over here to bet online uh, because it is our sponsor, but I, I wanted to get an idea, see if they have any updates on uh, some future bets. So if you if you were over there on bet online and, and you felt like using your welcome bonus and you wanted to put some odds down on some things, number one, the NFL futures bet for coach of the year, Sean Payton leads the way at a plus 900. Uh, but our own Ron Rivera sitting at plus 2,500 uh, to win coach of the year. So uh, that's just something that's out there for you. Let's see what else. NFL player performance. What do we have here? Wide receiver leaders. Ooh, let's see. Uh, most receiving yards in 2023. They have Justin Jefferson at plus 650. You've got Jamar Chase at plus 800. Tyreek Hill at plus 1,000. Cooper Cup is there at plus 1,200. A.J. Brown and then Devontae Adams, 16, plus 1,600, plus 1,800, respectively. Um, there's a few guys, a couple guys at plus 1,800. That's Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Garrett Wilson. And the list goes on and on. Here's our guy. Terry McLaurin is at a plus 3,000 to be the NFL leader in receiving yards this upcoming season. And you even got Calvin Ridley on there at plus 3,300. He's not that far behind Terry McLaurin. He's uh, Terry and Calvin would complete a sandwich with Travis Kelsey being in the middle. And let's see who else we have. Do we have any other uh, commanders on this list? Uh, no, not really. Not, at, not out of the ones that they have listed here. I mean, they even have a few rookies, a young fella out of, out of Seattle, Jackson Smith, and the jig, but he's going to be 
plus 8,500 for leading the league in receiving yards. And, and frankly, the, the, the information I've seen and the highlights you see, he's always taken that defense up top. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see. I think he's going to have a hell of a season for real. Uh, but I would love to see Terry McLaurin atop the list of uh, pass catchers, yards. We'd like to see him do that. That'd be something. Okay. Um, going to the quarterbacks here, as they have interception totals. But it's only Aaron Rodgers over under eight and a half. Uh, his yards over under 4,000 and a half, so 4,000.5. Um, and then there's Jordan Love. They gave Jordan Love over under on touchdowns at 22 and a half, yards at 3,200.5, over under that, and over under 13 and a half interceptions. These are some that you could go out there and play. This is, what do we got? Defensive reward, defensive player of the year. Let's find the highest ranked commander. Uh, to lead the way, you've got the likes of TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. Those are the guys that are under uh, plus 1,000. So you got Nick Bosa at plus 900, Miles Garrett plus 750, Micah Parsons plus 650, uh, TJ Watt plus 600. And Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner's at plus 1,400 coming off of a defensive rookie of the year. Second year player way up there. Uh, man had a hell of a season. He's a really good player. We'll have to look at him. Uh, on some tape and just break down what he does so well from a receiver standpoint. You know, I think that will be a fun one. That would, that would be good to go and watch. I'll go pick out a few games from there. Chase Young is the highest rated commander's fan uh, uh, player, I should say, plus 5,000 on bet online to win player uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, scrolling down more right here. And frankly, I don't see anybody else that's, that's uh that's up there for a commander. And if there was, I didn't scroll down far enough. Long shot to say the least, but it'd be interesting to see. MVP voting. Let's see if they got uh they got uh, Sam Howell is plus fifteen thousand uh to win the NFL MVP. And if he wins the NFL MVP, I am sure the DMV will be completely excited and they will be over the moon in excitement. If Sam Howell makes his way to play well enough to win the NFL MVP. Um, and frankly, I think that that would be awesome. But let's talk about this. Transitioning over. I told you I'll be up at training camp. Uh, but what players should we be looking for? Who am I? Who do I have my eyes on leading into training camp? Um, just touch on a couple of couple of positions, couple of players across the roster. Uh, first and foremost. I am wanting to see overall, I should, let me say this first. I want to see how does this team transition and how quickly do they get back to what they finished with in OTAs and minicamp. So if you assume that over the summer, they have made this, you know, continual upward trajectory. That's what you're hoping for. You see your guys grow together. Um, then you get a big break. You get a dead period. And you have guys that have been throwing down there in Florida and, and probably all over the country. And there's probably a lot of guys that are still up at the facility getting workouts in and doing their things up there. But how do you transition whenever you get back into training camp? How, I mean, you, you expect them to step back a little bit here and there, but I, I think it's pertinent that they get off to a fast start. 
right? I'm not asking them to be perfect day one. I'm not. I know that there's going to be a few, a few hiccups here and there, but uh, Eric Bieniemy is not going to accept a lot of those. He's going to give you probably one, but I, you're going to hear about it. So I'll definitely be talking about how vocal he is at training camp. But I want to see overall just how does this team come back? I mean, are you showing up again where they got to get you back out? Back? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you at the point where they're going to have to? make the first offense re-break the huddle because they don't have the right energy? Are they going to have to get their tempo back? What are they, what, what, where are they going to have to quickly get back on the right track uh, heading into training camp? That's what I'm paying attention to. But position-wise, first and foremost, I'm looking at the offensive line. I know you thought I was going to say receivers, but I like to start up front. Uh, I, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of combinations of players. Obviously, you know, Charles Leno, uh, penciled in and, and probably, you know, sharpied in there at, at left tackle, Andrew Riley at right tackle. What's going to happen at left guard? Is it Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul? Uh, who else is going to get an opportunity? Nick Gates, he's a guy um, that, that could, you know, work in there. There's a lot of versatility across the offensive line. And you have more players than you have available positions. Ricky Stromberg, uh, draft pick, Braden Daniels, draft pick. Where do these guys fit in in this off-seasons plans and in training camp. Uh, I'm assuming that the team is going to, they're going to roll out different combinations throughout the day. I, I think there'll be a time where they say, hey, this is what we're going to start out with, um, you know, and if you go right to left, it's going to be Wiley, Cosme, uh, maybe Nick Gates there, and then you, you say maybe he gives Sadiq Charles a chance and then Charles Leno. And if somebody's off to a slow start, then, I wouldn't be surprised if they quickly make a switch to get somebody else in there. You, you got to put that pressure on each other. Coaches are responsible to do that, to, to get the most out of their players. You have to put some pressure on them. I'll, I'll tell you a story about, I think it was my welcome to the NFL moment, my final test. But I want to see what's going on in the offensive line. I mean, you have a, an offensive line, even though it's not all of these same guys. Last year they gave up 46, 47 sacks. They were in the bottom third. Uh, of the league probably I think 28th they gave up a whole lot of sacks and in comparison uh the Kansas City Chiefs they gave up 26 sacks they gave up 26 sacks over the entire season the commanders gave up 26 sacks just to Carson Wentz Carson Wentz was sacked 26 times last year so that performance has to improve and being able to gel uh, across the offensive line quickly is going to be extremely pertinent and very important to help this team strive and, and and be the best that they can be. It's going to start up front. If you want this quarterback to be successful, you're going to have to make sure he's upright, has time to throw the ball. And I think that play calling by Eric Bieniemy and execution by Sam Howell are going to go hand in hand in helping this offensive line be successful. Um, other players to watch. Obviously, we want to watch Sam Howell. I want to see how he's going to handle things. First training camp as the guy, right? Yes, there's a competition of sorts between Jacoby Brissett, but I think he has to walk in with the confidence of saying, I'm the guy, this is my show. Uh, I just got to keep putting it out there that that, I'm, that I can do it. And uh, from the breakdown that I did, I'm, I'm impressed with what he did against Dallas. And I have to believe that he's going to, he has been, showing that over the over the summer. He already said that as soon as he saw that Eric Bieniemy was going to be the, the offensive coordinator, he started watching tape. He started seeing what Kansas City does. And he's, I, I, I'm sure that he was 
where he may not know the play, he may not have known the play calls then. The concepts are generally the same across the league, okay? Uh, what is it called? It's like tomato, tomato. It, it, there's small variances depending on how that coach learned in that system, but generally the schemes and the systems uh, are the same. I mean, you, you, you run a play and they're like, oh, okay, we called that this. And he can see how it's read out. He can watch Patrick Mahomes and see how he reads out plays and try to start getting those mental reps. He got those early. Then he was able to go out there in OTAs, mini camps, and all that and apply it to the field. And the way that Eric Bieniemy has re, uh, retooled the schedule to where you immediately go from the classroom to the field that gives you the chance to instantly implement what you've learned, right? Uh, don't know the statistics behind it, but if you if you read something and you get that information, then you instantly apply it, you're going to have a much better retention rather than read it, let me go eat lunch, let me do my workout, and then we're going to go out there. You're going to forget some of those finer notes. You're going to forget a lot of those things. So being able to quickly go from the classroom to the field is big for retention, and I'm excited to see what Sam Howe does there. I want to see what's going on with the running back room. I mean, when the pads get back on, that's when you kind of start to see with the physicality come out. Um, you know, I, I've said many, many times, I am not on board with the two to one ratio uh, thing. I think that the passing offense is going to take up a portion of those run games in, in, in the fact of screens, uh, quick game, things of that nature. That's where I see, you know, some of the running game happening at, uh, I don't I don't see them going out there running the ball 30 times and throwing it 15. Like this is not the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and Big Ben's rookie year. This is not that type of a, a roster. You have a lot of talented players. You have a lot of talented players. You have some playmakers that you got to get the ball to, and you got a guy that can fling it. So you're going to give them opportunities more so you don't go get Eric Bieniemy to run the ball twice as much as you throw it. I mean, frankly, the Chiefs ran for less yards than the Commanders did last year. So – that's not that's not going that's not going to happen, um, but the running back position is going to be key, and you've seen so much talked about Antonio Gibson, and I think he's going to be an absolute weapon for this offense. Now he's been told by Eric Bieniemy to run his routes like a receiver, and I think that he's going to be able to really create some matchup problems for teams. Uh, he's big enough to run the ball. You know that he can do that. Uh, so when you got him, he's about what, 6'2", 200 and some odd pounds, two, two and a quarter, uh, and he can run routes. So he he should be able to get open against linebackers. And then now uh, on the defensive side, do you bring down a safety uh, to try to match up with him in the backfield? Uh, coming out of the backfield, that may be a play. But then you got to think he's probably physical enough to where he can get over there and, and, and run. Uh, against that type of a look as well. Um, so seeing how AG is utilized is going to be very exciting to watch. It's something to really, you know, put on your checklist of things to pay attention to. Seeing how AG is utilized is going to be a big play. Uh, a little unheralded guy I want to see is Casimir Allen. Uh, you heard a lot about him. Coaches going on and on about how how good he's been, how exciting he's been. He's brought some spicing pizzazz to the returner position and frankly when you got this very deep receiving core 
he's going to have to find other ways to get on the field. He's going to have to be able to make plays on special teams. He's going to have to be able to make return some kicks, uh, cover down on kickoff, be a gunner at uh, on punt. Hell, he's going to have to probably cover some gunners on punt as well. He's probably going to be punt returning, so uh, disregard that last part. But nonetheless, Casmer uh, Allen is a guy to keep your eyes on as well because when you start getting into those number games, you know, you could probably right now write down about 40 guys that you are pretty certain are going to be there. You, you might be able to get up to about 45, but there are a few where it's kind of interchangeable. Do you carry six DBs? Do you carry seven, eight DBs? How many receivers do you carry? You know, you got three. You're going to definitely probably get to five. I think you got to carry six, maybe seven receivers. If you have some special team demons, uh, then you can carry a, a few more. So, there's going to be a little give and take, a little push and pull about what goes on with these positions. But Casmer Allen is a guy I have my eyes on as well. Uh, and defensively, defensively, I'm really wanting to just look at. I want to see how those DBs do. I want to see how 13 does. I want to see Emmanuel Forbes. I want to see Quan Martin, because you talk about the versatility on the offensive side. Those DBs have a lot of versatility. You got a lot of safeties that can play. Cam Curl getting down in the box. He can be up close. Quan Martin is a guy that can get get up there, get nasty, get get physical with, with slot receivers. He can cover people. And I, I think the way you use Quan Martin is between him and Cam Curl, you probably use him interchangeable as, as a safety in the box type of a player. Uh, I think Quan should be able to get active in the running game and, and be able to hold his own in the passing game, should it be a passing situation, I think Forbes is a guy that's going to be used in primarily passing situations. I think he'll be a guy that will match up against those really quick and shifty uh, receivers. I'm thinking about like a Hunter Renfro is a name that just comes to mind. Uh, you think about Dallas, going against Dallas, who's going to have you know Brandon Cooks. C.D. Lamb is going to work in the slot. You're going to have a Michael Gallup on the outside. I would like to think that you're going to put an Emmanuel Forbes on, on one of those receivers inside or even outside, I guess you could, um, rather than, you know, if you're going up against a, a Philly where Philly has a little bit more, they're going to run the ball a little bit more and you have to be ready to come up and tackle from the DB position. Um, I can see Quan Martin fitting in more there. I can see him fitting in more there. Um, lastly, on the defensive side, I want to see what Chase Young looks like, man. He's got to come out here and play with his hair on fire and really start off on the right foot uh, and make it all known. Make it all known that, that he's back, he's ready to make an impact, and he's ready to be the player that everybody expects him to be. Uh, that That's that's what I'm looking for just from those positions. Um that that is getting off to a quick start is going to be key. Okay, it's going to be key. I, I I trusted the way that the team has has worked with injuries over the past couple of years, and I I could see them kind of rotating, and so you're going to see some KJ Henry get in there, and you know James Smith Williams and you know Efe Obadas. Those other guys are going to get some reps, but when Chase gets his reps, he really needs to look like he's ready to go. He really needs to be on the ball, 
active, fast, decisive, showcasing who he is uh, when he gets out there on the field. So that's what that's what I got my eyes on. I, I will be reporting live from there. I'll make some tweets and whatnot, probably have a few videos here and there. Uh, see if I can come up with a little episode as well. Um, and let's move on to this last one. This is something that a lot of folks in the DMV have had their mind on. There's memes all around that are trying to get to this. The NFL's vote to approve the sale of the commanders to the Josh Harris group is expected to happen on their special meeting, the special league meeting on July 20th. So we are just over a week away. Just over a week away. And the NFL Finance Committee is expected to recommend approval of Josh Harris's $6.05 billion deal by the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder at this meeting. This is something that fans have been waiting for. Um, and, and frankly, I, I'm waiting for it too. I'm excited for it. And, and it's more from the fact of I'm ready for it to be over with. I'm ready to be able to just talk straight football with this team and to be excited for what's coming up in the future. You know, my time with Washington, I'm obviously thankful for being able to play that game and be up there with that organization. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to Dan Snyder for those things. Uh, you cannot condone the behavior and everything that went down. And you've been through the investigations and the allegations and the findings and all of that. But this is a new, a new genre, a new era is coming. Uh, to a storied, or, storied organization that needs a fresh uh, breath of fresh air starting from the top, starting from the top. I think things have been handled um, as they could be handled better in a few areas over the past few seasons. But I think overall, you got to give Ron Rivera and crew um, you know, a, a little kudos. I mean, they've been able to keep a couple of superstars in Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne, uh, obviously John Allen as well. Those guys chose to come back to this team. Now you've gone through two rebrands and people still aren't happy about that. That is what it is. Going through all these different investigations and whatnot. Now you're getting this focus on ball and make a good, strong plan moving forward. So uh, I'm excited for that sale vote. Uh, let me know on Twitter. You can hit us up at Believe Commanders on Twitter, IG, Facebook. Let us know somewhere. Uh, really, give me your, your your take on a few of these things. Number one, here's a question for you. What are you most looking forward to post-sale? Is it just a, is it a party? Is it a stadium? Is it a new name? What what are you hoping the Josh Harris-led group puts uh, as, you know, I don't know, uh, the, the number one priority on their list? If you had to give them one thing to put on the list, what would you put on? The number two question, who are you trying to pay attention to? Who are you watching out there at training camp? Who are you expecting to be maybe your dark horse here, Anthony Armstrong of sorts, to kind of come out of the out of the woodworks and make some noise, maybe make this team and, and uh, have some impact? And let me know also on the defensive side as well on the both of those. So, uh, oh, third, third thing, let me know if you're going to be at, at training camp. Are you going to training camp? I I don't know the process. I know before they've had tickets and then they used to have it open and I don't know. I just know what day I'm going to be up there. So if you're going to be up there on the 28th, please give me a holler. See if we can connect, take a picture, uh, have a few conversations, things of that nature. So 
We'd love to connect with you guys. And I always, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and keeping this thing going. Um, so let's give a little love once again to our folks over there at Bet Online. Uh, use our code Believe B L E A V. Get your fifty percent welcome bonus. There's a few votes out there. You can go out there and put a couple of dollars on it. I, I've already played the over on those six and a half wins for the Commanders. I'm gonna double check and make sure that's still that um, because they'll change that thing on you. Let's see, NFL team wins. Oh, that's a uh, exact team wins. That ain't the one I want. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Here we go. Go on over to go on over to the good old betonline.ag. Use our code believe B L E A V. Oh, they've added more uh bets there. So is a team gonna go 0 and 17? Uh that's a bet that you can put on there. Any team that's uh fewest regular season points scored is some things on there. So there's a lot of few fun bets that you can go ahead and and tinker with. Maybe we'll do this in another episode looking at some of these bet online bets, but Check those folks out, y'all. B-L-E-A-V, that's the code. Get yourself a welcome bonus. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Believe Commanders is the the handle. And uh, my new handle on Twitter is Rated Armstrong. So uh, for Brian Murphy, enjoying fun in the sun with his family, I'm Anthony Armstrong. Uh, Training camp is right around the corner. And soon there'll be a new owner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, July 20th, everybody has that date circled on their calendar. should be exciting. A lot going on. Training camp is right around the corner, folks. That means football is here. Football is almost here. And they haven't done the hard knocks thing yet. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, once again, like I said, Anthony Armstrong here, the original 13. I'm signing out. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.